I am almost exactly that list. Oh, yeah? <laughs> the only ones I would switch is eight and nine. I would say Last Jedi for me is You'd worse than the second prequel, but so that's debatable. I know they're both just gar- they're garbage, both of them I know, in a lot of ways. Okay, Bob, do you want to weigh in here? Um, not necessarily. <laughs> this is yes, he's, a going, he's going to call your opinion garbage uh, uh, and then yes. criticize it. No, it's not that. It's the fact that um, that <laughs> no, I, I'm not, not I'm not as deep into into the you Star did go Wars see the new one though, right? Oh yes, oh yeah. absolutely. I, I'm, I've seen them all, but I'm not as as deep into them as 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 the two of you are. The best far. Star Wars thing out right now in recent times is definitely the Mandalorian, though. Well, we're going to Well, we're going to get into it in the episode. We haven't even started it yet, but I just want to keep this in your mind, guys, that we have just now criticized Star Wars, and I'm going to argue in the episode why it's a good thing to be criticized sometimes. Thank you for proving my point. Are <laughs> right, you want to start? Sure. I'm Zach and I'm Colin and I'm Bob. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the, the House Plants podcast, podcast, which is a terrible terrible podcast that you should criticize. You know the worst thing about House Plants podcast? You know the worst thing about it? Is, is that it that we talk about music, media, and the mission of Jesus? That's not the worst thing. I, oh, I can't that say that. Third one. I couldn't even <laughs> get through that. I was like, wait, music is the worst thing? I was like, oh, those words can't come out of my mouth, even as a joke. I hate music. <laughs> There's this old Ninja Turtles, uh, like, rock opera thing that yeah. we used to watch. And um, the Shredder comes out and does a rap <laughs> about how he hates music. <laughs> One of, my fa- oh, Look it up. <laughs> one of my favorite things that I've actually seen what you're talking about. And yeah. one of my favorite things like that is the Donkey Kong 3D show yes. with all of the crazy songs on there. One of them is trust your eyes. The mirror never lies. Oh, man. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, <wow>. true. <laughs> all right. So um, we're going to get started here. Um, me and Zach are super excited because we've been writing a lot of original music lately. Apparently, we both decided that we were going to be songwriters. Because, you know. Uh, wrote songs in the year 2020. We also What's have a lot that? of fun new like hymns we want to explore. Stuff that we just have really never done it together. That it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we've gotten through all the classics in the first 52 or three episodes we've I done. I wouldn't say all the classics. There's we, a lot of hymns out there. What I meant was classics that you and I have done together. That's true. Yeah. We pretty much covered most of what me and Zach have done together. So there's about as many hymns as there are like Star Destroyers that Alpatine <laughs> resurrects. Well... <laughs> <laughs> So, so you could like, you know, you know with, with, you all, could, with all of his resources that he has, you can use disposal. the force and you can go to like hymnary.org and yeah. um, just uh, raise your arms in the force and let all these hymns just kind of like surface up out of the ground and yeah. the dust will just like fall off of them and then. There'll be a bunch, like a whole Navy fleet of them. <laughs> Just be sure when you go to the website not to have lightning shoot out of your hands. That's, a, that's usually not good for your computer. And uh, Palpatine is lucky that Laura Dern's character was uh, passed away <laughs> because she could have just warped right through him and blew him all up. Yeah, but those so. are spoilers. And Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> all right, so we're going to do a, wor- <laughs> we're gonna do a worship song. Uh and this worship song I wrote, uh, weirdly enough, in just one night. I, uh, you know, sometimes I have that inspiration. I can't go to bed. I just need to finish it. So, here's the thing: it's parts of Psalm 27 because we're going to be talking about things that we've already been talking about, which is criticizing and Do you criticism. Mean Proverbs 27. Uh, did I say Proverbs? What did I say? You said Psalms, but it's okay. I meant it's Proverbs. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. 
Proverbs and Psalms. Sorry, that's my fault. Proverbs 27. Yes. <laughs> Psalm 27 is a great psalm. I've, re- I've actually read it very recently, but um, so Proverbs 27 parts of it. Um, and um, it's going to be kind of covering what we're going to be talking about today, which is criticism. So uh, here we go with um, a song I've entitled, uh, unofficial title, Wounds of a Friend.
bones of a friend can be trusted. The a lot of fun thank you guys for jamming along um that song is absolutely awesome colin i I love that feel i I mentioned to you during during our practice session but that before that uh that that this is that feels very different for you but (laughs) different or not it's phenomenal Um, i haven't heard a song based on proverbs in a while um the thing is i didn't think that it denoted to be necessarily um happy or sad and it kind of i wanted the music to reflect that so the beginning kind of has this sort of uneasy feel to it like you're still figuring things out and then Mm -hmm. the bridge is sort of the like compelling feeling part where it starts to kind of jam on this idea that we sharpen each other and that we shouldn't hide the love or the rebuke when we're uh, trying to help each other. Um, So it's, it's, it's a, it's a passion, a passion project of mine. Well, I would criticize it, but I really don't find anything wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's something wrong with it, but, um, but yeah, so uh, thank you guys. Um, I think I am the least prayable person in the past couple episodes. I would argue that that might be me. I will tell you that you prayed two episodes ago and Zach prayed last episode. Gotcha. Okay. I promise. Yeah. Pretty I fair. edit them. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I will pray this time, but Bob, I promise you you're next on deck. Okay. How that, sure, no that worries. Sound? You got it. All man. right. God, thank you so much for bringing us here tonight. Um, God, we're here to struggle with uh, the joyous truths and the, hard to accept truths of you tonight. And um, we just pray that your wisdom would flow through us as we uh, talk and discuss. Uh, and also God, that we continue to to just be amazed by you. So we just want to say thank you for all you've done and, and to show our gratitude. Uh, we, we give our gifts to you tonight and it's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So I think it's really interesting how this episode has taken shape. So I want to kind of talk a little bit about how we talked last time about judgment yes right let's talk mm-hmm. about it yeah yeah so and there might have been an episode in between no there wasn't this was the last episode was judgment so we yeah. talked about like should we judge one another as mm-hmm. as christians bob and, bob really took the yeah. reins i was impressed with what you put yes. together bob because yeah. when i first when i when you first told me you wanted to do judgment you didn't really give us like a heads up on like what tact you were taking with judgment and such true a, such a big true. and when we when you presented it at first uh, like uh, without uh, really understanding uh, where, you know, I read through the notes, skimmed them, Sure, but you put a lot of emphasis on like almost like a uh, argument for the idea of judgment. Absolutely. And yeah. I, and I thought that was really interesting because coming in like Zach and Bob had already talked about this idea of the Matthew seven scripture just kind of re- reflects the way that we misinterpret things. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 And so it, it's really, 
a different picture in scripture. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, yes, I think that, uh, so this episode kind of has a, a similar thing going for it because it does. When, when the first idea that I had to do an episode about criticism had to do with, um, us as like the two of us, me and you Colin, right. As worship leaders. And, and we're going to talk about criticism. It. Yeah. Yeah. But that ended up being just a part of this whole thing. Like right. we're going to talk about, taking in criticism in general and mm-hmm. how you discern the place it's coming from. And yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Because, um, you know, and, and not to give too much of a, uh, um, not to give too much away, but the following episode of this episode is going to be where we take the, the Enneagram test. We've talked about it. Um, and one of the things that's interesting is that, uh, when I, t- when I took the test and we'll talk about it next time is that it revealed some things about myself oh. where I, when criticized could not handle things very well. Mm, and, interesting. and it made me feel so like I've come a long way. One of the things that, um, can lead to stress you out. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And we've, you know, we've talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, I feel like in not to, you know, toot my own horn necessarily, but I feel like from where I was to where I am now is, is like a big step and I still got a lot of growing to do, but I want to talk about the effects it had on me when I was more in a leadership position, but I want to hear from the rest of you as well. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, That'd be really good insight uh, to talk about. Yeah. So like, yeah. let's, let's just, let's just remind the viewers about the judgment thing, Bob. Um, sure. You said at the very, very end of last episode, which I loved mm-hmm. uh, you, I'll just sum it up. But if you want to take over for me, um, essentially you said, I asked you, do you think mm-hmm. it's right? It's okay to judge people. Right. And, and my response involved going go into the idea of if it's coming from a place of love, mm. if there's gentleness involved, if, if there's, if there's a relationship, a certain level of trust, rapport, right. And absolutely. A brother in Christ was another big one as well. Um, you know, yeah. uh, you're holding them accountable to a standard that they actually agree with, you know, that being the brother in Christ, you know, uh, yeah. but but if they're coming from outside the church, if there's a lot of malice involved, if there's if, there, you know, if, if, if you can't do this in gentleness or I might even I don't think I include this last week, but if they're not going to accept it, that whole pearls to swine and dogs part of that passage, mm-hmm. then no, it's, it, it's, it's, and it could even be even somewhat even harmful possibly. Right. But, but, but it's, it's, un, but I would, but on the basis uh, on the basics, it's, un, it's unscriptural. So here is the difference between that episode and this episode mm-hmm. and that episode, we were talking about who we are and what the role we have in judgment. Absolutely. This episode is what happens if you're on the other end of that discussion. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's, it's not always easy. Oh, it's, oh, it's not easy for somebody <laughs> like me, at least not. And it's still not easy, but it's easier than it was. Um, so let's, yeah, let's just jump right in because, um, what a great springboard coming out of, um, coming out of, um, uh, a judgment episode. Yeah. So, uh, do we, we have a, a Bible? Song, we got a song about Proverbs 27. You have a Bible. Yes, I do. That you left here last week. Thank you. I think I remember on the last episode too, I was like, where's my Bible? I'll have to use Zach's downstairs Bible. Downstairs on the coffee yep, table. That's right. All right <laughs> so I'm just going to read that proverb that the song that I wrote is based on, uh, because to me, a lot of the language in it really does sum up what we're going to be talking about. But first, after, after I read this, we're going to go through kind of our own testimonials about that. Because um, I really want to hear from you all and your experiences with with receiving criticism yeah. mm-hmm. and just kind of how at the time you handled it. Sure. Because my experience was not so great and it is a glaring weakness of, of mine to to kind of wrap my head around this idea that any criticism I, you know, I receive is just so hurtful and 
it, it makes me hate myself and all of that. <laughs> and so, okay, well, let me just. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bob. Before you dig into that, I gotta, I gotta tell you that being able to see one's own weaknesses. That's a very difficult thing. So, the, <laughs> no, no. The, so the fact you even recognize that as your yeah, own weakness, sure, that's a big deal. I'm an over self analyzer, and that's why the uh, Meyer Briggs test always kind of bothers me because I'm like, I'm analyzing this situation, and yeah. I know I would do both of these things. Which would you do more? Oh, oh, which would I do more? Call the police or save the girl from the burning fire? I'd probably save her from the fire while I have my head yeah. on the phone <laughs> calling the police. <laughs> All right, so here you go. I'm going to read some, uh, sorry, some of some of Proverbs 27. We're going to go down through probably until about uh, verse 12 or so, maybe 11. Okay, so here we go. Proverbs 27, uh, starting in verse 1 in the NIV. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Let another praise you and not your own mouth, someone else and not your own lips. Stone is heavy and sand a burden, but provocation by a fool is heavier than both. Provocation. So we're going to get into that. Anger is cruel and fury overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? So it's saying even jealousy is worse than anger or fury. Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. He who is full loathes honey, but to the hungry, even what is bitter tastes sweet. Like a bird that strays from its nest is a man who strays from his home. Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of one's friends, one's friend springs from his earnest counsel. And another translation in the King James would be... Um, uh, 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 his heartfelt advice. Thou heartfeltest advice. Do not forsake your friend and the friend of your father, and do not go to your brother's house when disaster strikes you. Better a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. Be wise, my son, and bring joy to my heart. Then I can answer anyone who treats me with contempt. Okay. So, a lot of this covers a multitude of different things, but there's a common thread there. And that is that when you're angry, when, uh, when you have a, a certain heart, a certain mindset, mm -hmm. it's not very fruitful. Um, but the, even a, a wound coming from a friend is fruitful and it's because they are and and, and as we get to kind of get into this topic a little bit more, um, <clears throat> what we're talking about is essentially is can criticism be fruitful? Uh, can a rebuke build you up? And later on in in uh, Proverbs twenty seven, I'll just skip down because it's part of the song. But this is this is a often very used scripture, and it is twenty seven seventeen. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens another. And so, one of the things that we're going to be really tackling today is criticism and where it comes from. And then how much of it is useful? How much of it do we not want to uh, even engage with? Um, and what is good for the spirit and what is destructive for the spirit? And what God says is useful and what God says, don't worry about. Okay. So I just want to read that scripture. So now uh, let me ask you guys, uh, the notes are kind of laid out a certain way, but I'm just going to skip on to our personal stuff. Yeah. I want to want to ask you all. Mm-hmm. Give me a time when you felt like 
you were criticized maybe unjustly and it affected mm. you. Oh, okay. Or maybe not even yeah. unjustly. Just say yeah. a time when you were criticized and it, and you felt like yeah. it, it impacted you more than maybe maybe a normal criticism. Okay. Yeah. Does any either one of you can start? It's fine with me. For me, it's more about I had a hard time coming up with a specific um, instance, but for me, it's all about like on if I'm looking at the positive side, um, where it's coming from. And we'll get more into that. Yeah, yeah. I've I've had some really good experiences early on in ministry, uh-huh. um, working with other people through like campus ministry and through um, the first church that I got involved with Northridge, yep. um, where I had a mentor or somebody who was helping me along as I was learning like to lead worship and things like that. Sure. And so I would actually almost seek advice. Like, what did you think of worship the other day? Uh-huh. You know, and if so, you, if you're yeah. kind of fishing for a good response. Yeah. Well, in some regard, that's another thing we'll talk about too. But. Yeah. But it's not even just that. Like I do want to hear the honest opinion because mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm very driven to self-improve. So, yeah. 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 I didn't mean fishing as in a positive yeah. response. You were just wanting feedback so that you can uh-huh. dissect yeah, and find out how you were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really bonded with Jake back in the day because of course. Jake How is, could you not bond with Jake? How could you not bond with Jake? <laughs> but Jake's kind of the same way, right? Jake's kind of, um, he, he always looks at like, oh, I, I did a good job here, but like I could always do better. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. And so like we, we were of similar mind with that. So we would always talk to each other about worship and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the next pastor after that, Jared, he was um, really willing to come and give feedback. And to some people, that was kind of hard. But to me, when I met with Jared, um, he would say, like, you know, one of the things you could do, he'd, like, give ideas and and things like that. Sure. And I took, you know, some of the best parts of that and was able to integrate it into what I was doing with worship. So I think just... Just working with like mentors and mm-hmm. and that's those are times when I've heard criticism and, yeah, and received sure. it well. All right, yeah. Bob. Um, it doesn't have to be yeah. ministry; it can be work or whatever. Just yeah, and I think I think work probably relates to me a little bit better just because yeah. of the field that I'm in. Being working in software, mm-hmm. uh, writing code, I'm part of a team, and one major part of being in the, in this team is that is that when we submit our code to the server to be used in, in, on our in production, uh, in our production environment, um, before it gets there, it goes to the eyes of all the other developers, all the other software engineers. We're all looking at each other's code and giving a lot of feedback. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and there are times when that can be difficult. And, and so um, I'm part of a really great team in many ways. And one of the ways is the fact that there is also times where I'll get a lot of criticism. Sure. Lots of criticism over a piece of code. And sometimes that criticism even leads like this, even this past week leads to me going back and completely rewriting massive chunks of it. Mm -hmm. Not because it was bad to begin with, but because it could be better Mm. if we went this way. It could be better if we did this. It could be better if we went, if we did that. And at times that can be a lot um, to take in it, it because um, one of the last things I worked on had over like over 50 comments on it. Oh, wow. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, lo- I mean, in each comment related to a particular yeah. line of code and there is a lot going on there, but there's a lot of ideas for correction. Some of it's like you just need to, uh, this, this is a spelling error. You just need to flip these two letters around. Mm. And some of it's like, 
this is done. We can do this a little bit better. You need to break this out. Sure. Mm. But it yeah. is a but it, but over time, when you get that much feedback, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. I'll be honest, it can wear on you. I bet it, it can yeah. really wear on your soul. That was gonna be my next question. That is the um that's the the teamwork thing. Yeah. Right? Because if you have a team, ideally everybody's bouncing ideas off each other and sure. everybody's driving each other to improve. But I can see where um, one of the ways that I've seen this be like very draining is uh, working on a film set, so, like doing volunteer mm. work and Colin, you've done this with like TV production and yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. There's always like um, a hierarchy of like, there's like a lead lighting guy. Yeah. There's the like a guy rip. who might've been a professional at one point. He's volunteering <laughs> now. So it's like, you feel like that can happen to you. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, you know, they probably know more than you, but at the same time, it's like you got these different direction directions yeah. coming at you with different things. And, mm-hmm. and everybody can just get so on edge because the lighting guy wants to do it a certain way. Right. But the cameraman will only accept certain things. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, well, I, I'll, I'll give my brief one, but then I want to ask you guys a, a follow up question. Uh, so I'll just say um, for me, you guys know this about me and because we've done ministry together for so long that uh, sometimes I can be. I can I can be really sensitive to criticism, but it it comes from this personality that I am, which is that I I I, I am a hopeless hopeless people pleaser in some regard, and that if I value someone's opinion of me, I need them to like mm. think I'm doing a good job. You, you, you need those words of affirmation. I, I coming, guess coming from the end, it's, it's not necessarily the words, but who it's coming from. I guess that's that's a big part of it. And yeah. the, what I guess words of affirmation is a love language of mine. Mm-hmm. But um, but uh, I will say this: uh, a lot of times in ministry, in the leadership position, I was my harshest critic. Mm. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. b- but we talked last week about accountability and and this idea that. Um, judgment coming from somebody you know is uh, is is um, mm, yeah. secure in their walk with Christ, somebody of righteousness. That kind of thing can be righteous judgment, and it can be appropriate. Uh, and so, a lot of times, I just accepted all of it as correct. I'd be like, "Yeah, you're probably right. I'm probably just <laughs> garbage." And so, it took me a long time to feel the kind of discernment necessary, which is why I said I've come a long way. But uh, it took me a long time to find the discernment necessary to say, you know, I don't know if this person is coming from a place that is to yeah. help me. I think this person is coming from a place of nastiness or something. Mm, yeah. And because of that, it tends to f- make me feel a different feeling of anger instead of like self-esteem issues. OK, so now when you are when you get a, um, a criticism like that and it's and it's not really coming from a good place, does it still feel kind of rude to like just ignore it or brush it off? Like you should still engage with it at some point. Right. Well, see, I used to, I used to be that way. You, you basically felt like every opinion is valid in some way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and in a lot of ways, I still feel that way, but I just, it's different the way we approach it. My follow up question to you guys based on the first one, you know, what are our experiences is, do you, do you, how do you feel like you tend to react generally to criticism? What happens mm-hmm. to you? Mm-hmm. So for, for me, it's my first knee jerk reaction is to like flight, you yeah. know, like, ah, this negative emotion. I don't yeah. like this. Yeah. Uh, I, some people immediately 
uh, retaliate and like try and like fight ah. or, or fight back. And I've had that happen to me before when I was on the giving side of criticism. For yeah. Mm. Um, and and uh, some people uh, ignore. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. or, or run or do yeah. the turtle thing. Uh, and some people uh, try to um, accept it and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mull it over. And so what I'm asking is, where do you guys see your, find yourself whenever yeah. that kind of stuff happens? Yeah, I definitely think um, that I am more prone to want to uh, shy away from it, especially if it's something that is um, that looks like conflict to me. Yeah, um, I want to avoid it. So right. I will yeah. I will not just like ditch a person, be like, hold on, I'll be right back. And yeah, then go, like hide in a turtleneck um, it. Instead, I will probably listen to them and then like book it. <laughs> Bum. That's that's just the knee jerk reaction. Though. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for me, I'm much more open to it, I, I mm. guess, because of my own type of individual. Once sure. we'll, we'll talk about this probably in the next episode quite a bit is um, the idea that, you know, I. I'm a hypercritical person. And I think I even mentioned this in the last you episode. Did. Yeah. It might've been the pre-roll or something like that. No, no, yeah. no, no. I, I actually remember specifically. It was, it was part of, uh, it was part of that judgment. Episode. Yeah. yeah. Very it, critical person. I yes. And that. hard to live with uh, because of, but, <laughs> oh, I don't know. So, so, no. Oh, ask my wife. I'm hard to live with. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but the point is, is, is that, is that I know that I am so incredibly critical. I'm also critical myself. So yeah. when I see criticism come, I'm usually quite open to it. And it's and depending on what it is, I'm often something I may have already considered already. And so getting a second person affirming that criticism often will even help me uh, make the change necessary for it. I uh, remember our dear friend, Brandon, telling you, Bobby, to shut up one time. Oh, did you? Do you remember this? I do not remember Brandon. this at all. Brandon B. Rose. Brandon? Yeah, B. Rose. Okay. There was I Go can't ahead. remember. I can't remember the exact situation, but it was um, it was like you were on the soundboard and we were doing like worship stuff or something. And Brandon was leading worship and he was like, you were like yelling at us about like sound or I can't get the board to work. Blah, 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 blah. You guys need to do blah, blah, blah. And then Brandon was like, um, Bob. I love you. Shut up. <laughs> I need you to sh- and you, you just laughed like, <laughs> so you, you do take, um, criticism very well. I've seen. So, um, so, uh, yeah. a, a lot of it has to do with who it, com- who it comes from. Honestly. Yes. Yes. Um, if it's someone I respect like Brandon, uh, or, or like one of you guys or, or, yeah. or even like my, my team lead who uh-huh. I really, who I have a lot of respect for, not because of his position, but because I've worked with him so long, yeah. I trust his, 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 his discernment relationship. Exactly. Really and, and so when it yeah. comes to those type of situations and, and the, t- and the subject matter at hand, I, I'm very I tend to be very open to it. However, it's coming from a place where I don't know this individual or I I don't think they have the rapport or the knowledge to override what I'm already doing. Yeah, then I'm more quick to brush it off, not get offended necessarily, although I have done that before, but more I'm more like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll not kind of accept it, but not really make the change that they're looking for. So, so we've talked, we've danced around it. Let's, let's talk about the a subject we keep going back to. And that is where criticism comes from. Um, okay. There's a lot of interesting stuff on the internet about criticism. There's actually like, uh, besides like 
taking Christianity out of the equation, if you just look up like what different forms of criticism, there's like Mm -hmm. a bunch of different types out there all over the internet. There's a lot of information, but what I want to talk about is what the scripture says criticism comes from. And in the Proverbs, a lot of the Proverbs, it talks specifically about rebuke versus like foolish anger or like slander or like wordiness, uh, 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 boastfulness, uh, jealousy, things like that. And so when we think of criticism, uh, the three of us, I think our first knee jerk reaction is to assume it's coming from that standpoint, Mm -hmm. like that the people criticizing us are, are in attack mode or they have some kind of personal vendetta or they're too opinionated. And in a lot of cases that may be the case. So how do we discern that from the righteous loving rebuke of the brother? And I think Bob touched on it very, very good uh, in the last episode. And then just a few minutes ago, he talked about where is the relationship with this person that you're being criticized by? Ah, okay. Do they even know you? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Do I know this person? What if, but here's, here's the interesting uh, situation you got to think about if, if that's the point is what if you're just walking down the street and you've never met a pastor and they go, excuse me, I, I just need to to tell you out of love, out of reverence for Christ, that uh, what's happening right now in your relationship with your wife, uh, God sent me this uh, discerning message to you to, t- to let you know that you just need to be graceful with her and patient. And then you're just like, huh, I don't know you. So that information is bull crap, sir. <laughs> Goodbye. I don't know you. That's my purse. <laughs> your, your wife's like ringing off the hook, trying to like yeah. talk to you. And you're like, man, she don't need to call me. No, <laughs> no but you, uh, my, my point is that like Bob said, your relationship with that person, when they criticize you plays mm-hmm. a huge role yeah. in how you receive the criticism. And I think also how God discerns that criticism to you in your spirit, because yeah. Holy spirits connect yeah. in that way. Go ahead. I think, Bob. I, I think there are probably one to two people I've ever met who, um, I may not have know it at the time, hmm. but they have a special relationship with the Holy Spirit in such a way hmm. that he literally speaks through them yeah. in a way that he can walk up to a stranger and say something uh-huh. and it cuts deep immediately because it's so personal. Yeah. And he does this with every single person he comes to contact. Right. It's that, insane yeah. the, the, the the way that this man is so That's a very, player. very rare. Oh, super. Once again, yeah. one or two that people is, I've yeah. ever come across. That is definitely possible because nothing is yeah. impossible when God is involved. The Holy Spirit works with this man in incredible ways like oh, I've never seen in anybody else. But, but if you the- are if you are listening to this <laughs> podcast and you think you might be like that person, but you're not probably really not. sure, but people run away from you, typically, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, that might not be your I, gift. I, I, I've met Chances are, of people, it is not. <laughs> I've met thousands of people, and this single pastor is the only one who, and maybe yeah. one of the person, the only people who ever come to mind with this, and the thousands of people I've ever sure. met yeah. across the planet. Yeah, so sure. it's very, very rare. Um, I, I've gotten, I've gotten, uh, messages in my spirit that I need to call someone or, or pray for them and things like that. But someone, you know, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, sure. like I'll, I'll feel something and then I'll say, you know what? I need to call Nick or I need yeah. to call somebody and, and tell them I've been thinking about him and stuff. Uh, somebody but you got a relationship with though. But, yeah. but, yeah. but they are somebody I have a relationship yeah. with. And um, I have had God, um, speak to me through other people, multiple different people yeah. who have known me really well, who've been good friends with me and might have some kind of insight, whether they're aware of it or not. I, I would suspect often not really aware of right. what they're, what 
I need to hear. They just happen to say what I need to hear. Right. And it's happened mm. several times in my life. And that's always been a super interesting encounter uh, that I can say the Holy Spirit has used a close friend to speak something to me that needed to be spoken. Right. And so like the thing that is important that we've been talking about is where, where this comes from. Mm -hmm. And so the, the issue that we often come across where we feel the negative effects of criticism comes when we feel like the person criticizing us doesn't, isn't coming from a righteous place. Yeah. Mm. That is our assumption of them. Just the same way that a person being judged says, I, you know, you can't judge me. That is like a knee jerk response. So how are we as Christians able to discern? I think the first step is definitely the relationship. Yeah. Also, we really need to consult with God. We need to consult with the Holy Spirit. And I think that, and we, I haven't, I personally haven't really talked a lot on this podcast about like how the Holy Spirit plays a role in discernment with relationships, but I think it plays a huge role because, um, the way that God speaks to me personally is through others. Like, I feel like I hear God's voice more Mm. when speaking to someone like Ken or Jake or you two, or even my mom sometimes, like my mom will call and she'll give me a word. And then I'll say like, you know what? I feel like I really needed that. And then I'll look up the scripture and I'll say, this is right here. I, I, I was turned onto this from someone. Mm. And so, uh, for me, criticism can be very, very fruitful in that regard. When somebody brings something forth to me and I say, man, I, that's sticking with me for some reason. Yeah. This is really like sticking with my spirit and I need to go and find it's like out. It's good oatmeal. It sticks to your bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so the, the, the aspect of where it comes from is very important. Um, and so, you know, one of the things yeah. we can do to check is say, who, who, who are me and this person? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before you start throwing your defenses up, Start thinking like, where is this person coming from? Maybe this person has shown that they care about me yeah. already. And so I might have a reason to listen to them. Um, I would, I would almost like me, I'm an open guy. So I would almost do this in response. I would say, I'm, I'm going to assume that this is coming from grace mm. to that. Per- that'll be maybe my first thing that I say. Mm. And so one of the things that's interesting is. Um, and I'm going to open up my Bible again because uh, we're in Proverbs. There's a Proverbs 15 about how to respond. And I kind of want to get into mm. that because there's a lot of interesting language in the Bible about how to respond. Um, Proverbs, I think it's 15, respond gently. Let me see if I can't find that. I didn't put the actual thing down here. Oh, yeah, it's 15.1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouth of a fool gushes folly. And so what's interesting is the tongue of a fool gushes folly. So if you're a person who just loves to go around poking everybody's, mm. into, you know, and, and they forget yeah. about the plank we talked about from judgment, mm-hmm. um, immediately you, this criticism feeling you have, you're going to want to respond like, in anger or mm. in retaliation. And so one of the great ways to do is to find out, you find out in that conversation, you say, yeah, is this coming from grace or are you, is this coming from a good place? Yeah. Are you, are you angry about something that I've done Yeah. or are you trying Ooh. to help me out? 
so 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 these so these might be little jabs you might receive like passive aggressive style jabs from time to time even. so so just just bring that up i will yeah. say with like, like wait a minute why, why why are you acting this way with passive aggressive okay. i have the um the benefit of being very dense <laughs> so i often don't <laughs> realize that the Some passive regards. aggression is even happening i so I'm, I'm a little dense in that, that regard too that helps me out in that regard i will say another another question to ask is um is this criticism or feedback coming from multiple places or multiple people, multiple people, even more than one person that you trust. Right. So like often I've had, I've had God speak to me, um, through a person and then another person kind of saying the same thing. So, um, in second Timothy three, there's a scripture that I want to read and it kind of talks about where good criticism may come from. And it's specifically God centric. Mm. And so um, one of the things I have here is, you know, we have, what is the relationship to the person? Have have multiple people brought this up to you? But the third one is, what does God say about the things that are said? What does, when you bring that, how can we know what God says, Colin? Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a little thing called God's word. It's about a thousand plus pages thick. So um, speaking of that, our sponsor this week is. The word of God books <laughs> with God's <laughs> words in them, specifically six of them. La Bible. Yeah. Um, so the second Timothy three scripture starting in 16 and going to 17 says all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, mm. for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete equipped for every good work. So if you come as a brother of mine, and you say, I feel in my spirit after reading the scriptures that there's just some things that I'm really concerned about. Mm -hmm. And I was hoping that in grace, I could let you know about them and see if you may just like go back to the scripture. I would love for a person to criticize me that way. I would feel like happy if that's how they approached me. I'm being very idealistic about a person approaching me, but, but if a person comes to me and I feel that the words they are speaking are coming from the scripture from God, and I can reconcile that by reading the you scripture. Can check it out. Look into it yourself. I can say God is God is yeah. criticizing me as much as yeah. this, per- this person is the conduit. Mm-hmm. Uh, a conduit. Mm-hmm. I almost said in my workplace. Mm-hmm. So, so that's another like that place term. scripture can come from. Yeah, uh, is from the Lord Himself. And as we know, God is both a lover, a criticizer, a judger, and a graceful acceptor. In all things, and you know, so kind of is, in different situations. Is this person's criticism for you based on scripture? That's like, the question. So, yeah, you, you, I'm saying you can't control people lashing yeah, out at right. you, but you can take that information and what you do yeah. with it is important. And so, so when someone comes to you after worship and says the drums were just way too loud, they were, mm. they were like blowing us out of the back of the sanctuary with mm-hmm. those loud, heavy drum beats. Right. Then you can look at scripture and you can read, uh, was it Psalm 150 that says, praise him with the loud symbols. Praise <laughs> him with resounding symbols. I just don't understand what the, uh, what the, what the woodwind section of your thing was. You were doing like a heavy metal, like worship song, which you have woodwinds in there. And I say, Oh, I'm sorry. Have you not, uh, 
read some of the Psalms that yeah. talk about play joyful music with the sound of the lyre, the harp, and the flute. First of all, this is a shofar <laughs> that we've brought in. <laughs> so, right. So, so um, there's there's a few things you can kind of wrestle with or where, yeah. where the origin of the criticism is coming from. Yeah. And of course, there is the negative ones. Sorry, Bob, go ahead. No, 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 no. go ahead. Finish your thought. Uh, the negative ones definitely are out there. I am just talking about what kind of criticism is good to receive uh, because we already know about the bad criticism. We know that there are people out there who thrive on their opinion and um, uh, they feel as though that kind of feeds them. And that song, the, the proverb 27 song that I sung, um, it, it has a verse in there that I find very profound. Uh, I've kind of summed it up in my song, but it's basically um, a soul that's full of honey doesn't doesn't need anymore it's they don't need any oh my gosh (laughs) they don't need any more honey they're they're full and uh but a person who lives with with little food little sweetness in their soul thinks anything bitter is sweet and so i think the analogy is very very important for people who um thrive on bitterness they they kind of see bitterness as sweeter as sweeter than what God is offering, and so um, in a lot of ways there are people out there who are angry and mm-hmm. and want to express themselves, who want to uh, 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 gush folly, as they say in, in uh, proverbs. Um, so uh, the there's la- also manipulativeness out there too. Oh yes, absolutely, know? and that and yeah. again comes from bitterness. Like you have uh, you have people who who kind of want to see people fail. Yeah. You want to see people upset. Um, Many times it is very apparent, and yeah. and you're going to be able to discern where it's coming from. But always, you know, when you're questioning somebody's motives, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal that to you. What yeah. you know, how you should take it. And so uh, th- there's just a few things. You, you had the question, uh, what are some ways we handle negative feedback? And we've talked yeah. about a lot of them. Uh, being graceful, being uh, responding gently, as it says in Proverbs. I think that there are times when you welcome it and you be gracious. And I think that even when it's coming from a negative place, yeah. I think a lot of times you still welcome it and be gracious. Well, that's that's the next point I want to get to. not necessarily going to follow the prescribed action. Yes. Um, but I think that you can still have grace for that person. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I, yeah. I, I, I think that's a very, very important recognizing yeah. that even, even that, that there's no reason to tear them down. Even if they're, if, if their criticism isn't constructive for us, that doesn't mean yeah. that we need to be destructive to them. Yeah. Um, I basically bringing up what you just said, Zach, you and Bob, um, this scripture summarizes that pretty perfectly. Um, and we're going to get into being humble and where that where that kind of leads to. Yeah. But in Ephesians 4, 1 through 3, it says, I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, yeah. with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Mm. And so what that doesn't look like is somebody coming up and being like, Colin, you are just so pitchy. Like, I can't, I, I'm going to leave the church. I just cannot stand your voice. And I say, <laughs> why don't you get up there flipping uh, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. and show me how it's done. You know, like get up there and sing uh, Louis Armstrong. Or, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like famous old people singers, but I can't think yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I'm green as I'm gone. All right, so that'd be great. That'd be awesome. So, uh, roses too. So, criticisms for me and you. All right, so, so one of the things, uh, one of the ways we can handle that is is not to not to snap, like I said before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, um, one of the things you had, Zach, and I wanted you to kind of maybe break this down just a little bit is the the sales tactic yeah. feel felt found. So I think that you can you can use someone's negative, even aggression and you can win them over. Um, yeah, sure. Okay. You know, I, I don't want to say that this should be used as a manipulative kind of tactic, sure. um, but this is a way that I've found that helps diffuse tension. And it's actually like a really old sales technique. I tried to figure out where this came from, but it's just one of those <laughs> things that like they tell you, I might've been doing this naturally at soft shoe, but Do you remember, ahead. well, they probably told us about it or stars training or any of that stuff. Yeah. Those, uh-huh. those salespeople that come and train you yeah. to, you know, anyway. Um, so it's called feel felt found. So for your first thing you say is I know how you feel. You identify with, what they're feeling. You try to understand it. I have felt the same way or others have felt the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not alone. Reassure them that, right. You know, they're not just crazy or whatever, but here's what I found is the third one. And so that's ah. just kind of like a way of diffusing. Like, I like me, this. Let's you know think what, about you know this. what I find in this situation is this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like that a lot because you're basically, you're, um, don't use Somebody, it to like manipulate no, 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 someone no, no. to your side, but I think you can use it to cut through tension a bit. Somebody it's just throws, a tactic. Somebody throws yeah. an egg at you <laughs> and you softly receive it and underhand it back. So you did. <laughs> no splat. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, and, and, and we talked uh, about like kind of that negative, where's that negativity uh, maybe uh, want, you want to react to it, but I would even argue, and the scripture backs this up too, but I would even argue that even negative criticism has usefulness. I didn't mean that it's something we need to adhere to, but I believe that we can get use out of negative yeah. criticism to reaffirm the truth of what God is saying. So if we, so if somebody says to you, Bob, your hair is ridiculous, cut mm-hmm. it now. <laughs> and your goatee it's weird you and can then, explain to them that you were a nazirite yeah and then you like can samson and that you cannot cut your hair and then you can go nor in, can you touch a dead body <laughs> and, it, it, it is it is a or source of my program wine. and you yes. can go to the scripture and read some scripture that reaffirms the fact that you don't need to cut your hair to be what people want you to be or any of that stuff or uh, that's just an example but essentially what you do is then strengthen yeah what what your beliefs are on yeah, the yeah. thing that you've been criticized on so that's just a little that's just, that's again going back to god and reaffirming what god thinks about the criticism and so um it's um some people call that a teaching moment yeah absolutely so you know i've received negative feedback for like choosing certain songs or whatever mm. especially if <laughs> i have to <laughs> yeah well you know people are like why are we doing this hymn again it's so wordy it's right. so old school somebody told me that uh somebody once told me that david crowder's um all creatures says hallelujah too much too many and they, times they just hate That's it too many hallelujah you can't sing you can't keep doing that because it's annoying you know <laughs> it was if you had just cut like one or two oh, probably would have been okay yeah. now but you can explain that you know, we're doing this song because um, this is what God has spoken through the person who wrote this song. It's a lesson for us about whatever the song's about. 
And I think that, you know, it's, it's good for you when you can kind of like reevaluate, like, well, am I doing this because I believe it's the right thing? Um, so I think it does have its usefulness. I agree. And so yeah. let's, let's get into the last part here, Bob. Uh, we're probably getting closer on time, aren't we? Um, I will just, close. We're fine. I will say, uh, the biggest takeaway I want us to have is very, very central to being in ministry, being in, uh, being in the church, uh, being a follower of Jesus. But I also think that in general, this is a great rule and that is to be humble. Mm. And so how do we approach being humble? So, um, we first have to understand that we Christians, non-Christians, everyone that is one of God's children and, you know, anybody else that thinks they're not of, of God's children are imperfect people. We're mm-hmm. sinners. And we talked about that last time about how we're always going to have a plank or we're going to have a speck because sure. there is only one perfect person that ever lived on the earth. And that is Jesus Christ. And so what we need to understand is that we are always going to have moments where we feel like we shouldn't be criticized, but at the same time, we have to be humble enough to admit that there may be something that we need to learn. Mm. There may be some information that we need to chew on to, to bring us closer to Christ, bring us closer uh, to our friends and family and make us a better person that God would want us to be. And so where does that come from first? That is relinquishing control. As we talked about the last episode <laughs> saying I'm ready to, to put my defenses down and say, I need to learn something. I need mm-hmm. to, I need to be improved as a, as a follower of Jesus. And so, um, and I, I got to tell you that if, 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 if I had a lot more pride than what I, than, 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 than where I'm at now, yeah, my job would be so, so hard. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> You've got, <laughs> it, it, it takes so much for me to, to, to sit there and say, okay, okay, well, let's, let's, let's see what he has to say this time. Um, and every single time I walk away, it's like, you know, he was right. He, he was right. But right. it can be so hard to step away, relinquish that control and say, OK, what type of correction right. can I do here? Mm-hmm. And even though everything is good, the point is, can it be better? And that's what it's always about. It's, it's, it's not even always about moving from bad to good, but from good to great. Well, <laughs> one of the questions on the Enneagram we'll talk about next time, one of the ones that I found that that kind of made me sit and think for a minute was um uh it was the way it was worded was something like you either say no i don't agree i kind of agree or yes i agree mm-hmm. and it was something like um like walking away from a confrontation and not winning like i just i can't do that or something like that and i thought about that for a while and i was like that's a pride thing for sure. Yeah. The fact that you want to like stay and keep going until you win. Absolutely. That is the Absolutely. biggest trap of debate yeah. is that you cannot, you cannot appear even to yourself that you have lost or that you are wrong or that you, somebody yeah. had, had said something that got to you in any way. Colin, I have to get back on that Facebook thread and I need to tell them why they're wrong. Right. Exactly. I have to go and tell them why they're right. wrong, Colin. And Facebook s- is designed for me to tell people they're I wrong. I came up with a really good argument the other day and this will make them finally see right. that they're wrong. How, how terrible. 
honorable and fruitful a pursuit that is to think that that is your, you know, your life. And so, Oh, that uh, has been my life many a time. (laughs) And what does that, what does that look like for us as Christians who, who are too prideful to lay that down? Right. And so how that applies to criticism comes in the form of saying, whatever this person just said to me, uh, they're not only are they wrong, but they're, they're now a bad person and (laughs) I don't need to even talk to them if they think this way about me. Being humble means you, you say there is at least something in this that will help me to either affirm my faith in God, strengthen me as a person, better me as a person, sharpening, sharpen iron, or at least have a conversation with somebody in that regard. And so uh, as Christians and as leaders specifically, that's really important. And Zach, you had and mentioned. I think it's humble to to let God have control, as you were saying. Yes. Of those moments, like be seeking ways to let go and let God use your conversations with people, even the ones that are with people who are bringing nastiness to you. Well, I mean, think about think about the way that Jesus defines being a leader as a servant, you know, coming right. in the very form of a servant. And yeah. so when you get to that place and you're like I am a servant. These opinions may be nasty, but I don't need to just retaliate with more rebuke for them. What I need to be doing is finding a way to Absorb what I need from this. And that's yeah. why I want to talk about the the chewing gum analogy because yes. I've saved this for the end. But Jamie Jordan, we're going to have him on the podcast at some point. But his analogy was great, and this really helped me. And it was criticism or opinions is like chewing gum. You take it and you chew it and you get what you need from it and you spit the rest out. Yes. And what's it's also not digestible. It's not digestible, but you will just pass it. anyway. <laughs> <if> you- <laughs> You're just going to keep going. You're like, and when it goes through your digestive tract, that's like the, the criticism going through your Holy spirit. And when it's in your intestine, that's kind of like God mulling it over. And then when you finally pass it, that's you saying you don't need what the is criticism. The pancreas. <laughs> 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 it's your it's your mind's eye no. uh, so um, what, what I, <laughs> the chewing gum analogy essentially what I like about it is that he never he, the, the analogy doesn't call for you to say um, that you're getting absolutely nothing you're not refusing the gum do you understand yeah. what I mean by that you're not going to say I oh, don't, yeah. I don't oh, want yeah. this gum I'm not even going to listen to this gum. Usually, you know, you, you typically you do take gum from pe- who, who denies <laughs> gum. Right? <laughs> so, so oh, no, thanks. I just had orange juice. <laughs> so, um, <Ooh. laughs> so one of the things about being humble is admitting your weaknesses. That's, that's what I want to get to, too, is that, um, we have to, as Christians realize we are imperfect we are sinners, all Absolutely. of us, every one of us, including the yeah. most tip top clean Christian is a sinner. And so one of the things from second Corinthians that I love that said here, it's a second Corinthians eleven thirty. It says, if I must boast, I believe this is your boy, Zach. And he says, if I must boast, I will boast of things that show my weakness. Mm. And I love that. 
He says, if I'm going to boast about anything, I'm going to boast about the ways that I'm not doing good. I'm going to say, look at me, guys. I And for me, Colin, I would say, look at me. I'm loud. I talk too much. I get in people's face and I just assume they're all extroverted when they're not. And they get uncomfortable and I don't care. I'm going to take them out to dinner and I'm going to dance around with my belly hanging out. And if they don't like it, then I'm just going to shower them with gifts on their birthday until they like it. And they're going to like me. <laughs> people are like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, basically what I'm saying is I got some flaws. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's the kind of boasting that I can do. Right. Cause um, that's, that's at least coming from a humble place of saying like, listen, I just, I have flaws and, yeah. um, and maybe this person criticizing me, like I've had people tell me that I'm a little too animated on stage and that's a hard really? one. Well, in the past, this is way back, you know, sure, sure. throughout my thing. Right. But the problem is it's a double-edged sword, right? Cause you, some people love the energy and some people think it's distracting. Yeah. And so hmm. where do you find okay. the fine line, right? When you can't, when you do not ever rely on your own understanding for criticism, hear that word, hear, hear the word that I'm saying, never rely on your own understanding about anything involving ministry. That is my thing because your own understanding may come from the scripture, but it needs to be reaffirmed by the scripture. So what do you rely on the scripture when you have to make a decision on a criticism? And so for me, if somebody says, Colin, you're being too animated on stage, uh, you know, that may be distracting. I'm going to go to the scripture and say like, what's fruitful in this position? Is it more fruitful to do this? Is it more glorifying to God? How can I approach that? Mm -hmm. And then I will go to people I know are living a righteous life to get the Get message feedback. from God for, you know? And so when we're dealing with criticism, that kind of humble take on it revolves around going to God, going to people, you know, are righteous yeah. and accepting it for, for the betterment of your service to the Lord. And so, and if you're open to the Holy spirit, he can show you that how to take in that feedback and apply it. And we've talked about that yeah. in the past about conscience sure. and how yeah. you, you made the case it's to me, not, which I didn't, which I was so against before, but I'm sort of open. Well, here, I showed it, you know. what I found. Yeah. Yeah. What I had found was that though, you know, we um, have a conscience that is, Human centric, um, human and it's messed up by sin and yes. it's been corrupted in certain ways. The Holy spirit can begin a work in you to begin to point you towards Christ. And yep. so when you have, when you have the Holy spirit and you are um, regenerating in that mode of, of, of seeking God, uh, then yeah, I think that mm -hmm. he, he can help you interpret the scripture and he can help you interpret the types of feedback that are coming in to you. Colin, uh, uh, as you as you were talking about the idea of like even um, going back to the scriptures and then going to those who you trust, uh, bring this up. The one situation that came to mind was a very touchy family issue that came up a while back. Okay, yeah, let's hear about and, it. And well, I'm not going to go into great detail. Okay, just, that's fine. I don't think they would appreciate me, me talking about it sure. in great detail. But I can tell you that um, I had made a decision on how I was going to address the situation. Yeah, and that became very unpopular among among my family. <laughs> and sure. And so As it can. <laughs> yeah. And, and so and, and so and it was a very I mean, heated. Uh, uh, this is one. Sure. This wasn't just a disagreement. This was a big deal. With it was the, brutal. Yeah. With, with, with our family group. And so I had to actually then take that decision 
um, I went back to scriptures with it, yep. reaffirmed. I went back and I had to go through about four or five different people that I trusted yeah. to get their opinion. It's like, am I wrong here? Is, it, 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 am I making the bad decision? It, is, is this, I mean, you hear, let me explain to you what's going on. Is this biblical in what I'm doing here or mm-hmm. am I out of place? Yeah. And I had to get, re, re, uh, because it can be hard in the heat of the moment when Absolutely. you've got that criticism going back and forth, when you make a decision and someone doesn't agree with it, it can be so hard to say, am I right? Should I give in? Yeah. Should I stand my ground? Where, where, where is the points where I need to give in and let, uh, you know, to, 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 yeah. to give in and where should I make the stand? Right. And you're, you know, not to like go into detail of what it was, but I remember you talking about this now, um, where you were coming from, was not from a place of just wanting to be right. You were genuinely expressing what you felt to be right out of concern for the other person. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so best your heart, your heart was in the right place. That's and the again, best place to be yeah. on the other side of criticism. That's right. the best place to be. Yeah. And, and when people, when, when the word rebuke is used in the scripture, it undoubtedly carries with it when it's, tra- when it's translated mm-hmm. to the word rebuke, uh, as opposed to like spewing folly or any of that, it it carries with it the definition of righteous criticism. It's not like the word rebuke. Sometimes they'll say like faulty rebuke, you know, if they'll say like rebuke, that's not working right. But mm-hmm. in general, the word rebuke means. Yeah. Re- Especially uh, when like building Paul up criticism. The, yeah. The letters talks about it in the New and, Testament. And of course sure. people can w- use it like a weapon. Say like, you need yeah. to, uh, to, to, to rebuke of your ways. Like I'm rebuking what you're doing, but it's because it's coming from a place of the Lord's standard yeah. and not from a place of your own understanding. And I believe that Bob, I don't know the situation, but sure. I believe that if, if I know you, personally well i would almost guarantee that what you were doing was coming from a place of saying this this is probably for the betterment of the situation that this happens this way and if they disagree at least i can say that i stood by god's decision on that like yeah you know Uh, and we go back to the scripture over and over again that's the place you need to go when you're really trying to discern whether or not this is good for you and god knows what's good for you and that's that's the point is that um we we get in our own way with criticism. And so I am a big proponent of this. And so earlier in the episode, I talked about how I've come a long way. I used to try and tackle that alone. My own heart, like my own mind would just tackle the criticism and assume I was just, Mm. just a terrible uh, worship leader. (laughs) I was not, I didn't have anything right with, uh, with Christianity. I was a bad leader. I was a bad performer, whatever it was. And, and a lot of times it was reaffirmed by people who were part of a group or a clickiness and would have, um, sort of that, you know, that idea that if a few people that were all buddies could like, you know, come at all angles on me that I would just feel terrible or whatever. And so, my saving grace was both the scripture and people like Ken Southgate and Zach and, and you and, and uh, Jake, I I called a lot of people when I was dealing with this kind of like stressed out criticism phase. Mm. And I felt that God was speaking through the scripture and through the people I knew to be wiser and more righteous living than myself. And that truth shown through when my own mind, when my own understanding was just, suffering with it, like holding on to it, like a, uh, 
when you eat too many Twizzlers and they mold to like the gum of your teeth and you can't lick them off with your tongue. <laughs> I'm like, ah, they're still on there. Ah, I don't like the taste of these anymore. Get them out. <laughs> um, it's, t- it, it's starting to make me sick. The taste of these Twizzlers. And so, um, in the end, what, what come, what it comes down to is both being humble enough to say, there's probably something I can get out of this, but also humble enough to say, I should not be understanding this alone. God needs to be involved before I make a decision on what I need to do. And one of the the ways that we respond to criticism that we didn't really touch on that I want to touch on now is allowing time to process Mm. what you've heard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't immediately respond. Give it some time. If, if it calls for that, if it's something small, like, Hey, uh, your glasses look dorky, get some new glasses. You can be like, this guy isn't trying to be nice to me. <laughs> He's not trying to help me out. Like I like my glasses. Okay. But if, but if it's something like real, you really need to struggle with, give it time to settle in. Let, let the Holy spirit work with it. You yeah. Know? That sounds so simple, but at the same time, if you really let that sink in and really take it to heart and do that, it can make a, such a huge difference. Yeah. Because you can find out whether you're personally impacted or if you just had a knee jerk reaction, like yeah. if, or if the spirit is trying to tell you something, all that can't happen at the drop of a hat. You need to give it a little time. So let me read this last scripture and then we can just, we can wrap up here because this I think is so profound and it is Proverbs 15, 31 through 33. We've already talked about Proverbs 15 tonight. It's another great one. I may do a follow-up song about this subject matter <laughs> from Proverbs 15 instead of 27, but um, it says here, uh, starting in 31. He who listens to a life-giving rebuke will be at home among the wise. He who ignores discipline despises himself, but whoever heeds correction gains understanding. Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord, and humility comes before honor. Mm. I think that wraps it up pretty nicely, which is that, when we're getting life giving rebuke, we need to, we really need to think about it. We need to accept it uh, humbly and with humility. Mm. Um, but I if, like this a lot. I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing scripture. Yeah. Uh, it really cuts to the heart of what we're talking about. Um, and I like the idea that wisdom and ins- wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord. So it, it brings it all back. It's like when, when we're thinking about what is the wisest choice, we need to go back to the Lord. And uh, humility comes before honor. And Mm -hmm. so uh, uh, before you think about doing the the right response or, uh, 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 you know, trying to figure anything of that nature out, be humble, go to the Lord, chew on it a bit, see what you get out of it. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, what do you think? Pretty good, right? Oh yeah, pretty good, right? Give me some, uh, give me some criticism. Pretty good, right? Well, <laughs> right? You know, it could, it, it, I knew it. We could have been better. I knew it. You guys suck too. You know what, Bob? Your mess, your your episode last week stunk. Okay, and Zach, you you don't do anything good. Okay, you're trying to be the I'm number one. <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> and just like the Last Jedi, everything from the first thing was completely erased and yes, retconned. Let's, let's erase and retcon the entire last episode. <laughs> and just like the Rise of Skywalker, everything okay from Jedi was retconned. Ever. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my I'm sorry. Goodness. <laughs> oh man, we ended on such a bad note. No, I'm just kidding. No. Alright guys, we love you. Uh, we thank you so much for listening. Uh, we are excited 
uh, to to really jump into this next year. We are we are so excited for things coming down the pike. We have a lot of cool Patreon content coming out now. Zach is really uh, taking um, the reins on that. He's gonna try and release something new uh very more periodically yeah, there should uh, be new uh, things new schedule there should be new things almost every week on patreon coming so and stay um, tuned awesome. for that we have yeah. some amazing guests that are going to be coming on the podcast soon so uh keep a uh, 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 in touch for that um, we'll continue to post on Facebook and let you guys know what's going on but check us out on all of the places check us out where you get yeah where you get your podcasts and leave us a rating in your favorite podcast app leave Please. us five stars a comment like it all right guys love you thank you for listening and God bless yeah, see ya <laughs>